The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC people, this is David Satella from Clicks Marketing, coming to you with a special live edition of PPC Rockstars, uh, where we're going to be questioning my friend Guy Kawasaki, and uh, we will be answering, among other questions, what does Guy Kawasaki have to do with PPC? Uh, we'll get to that eventually. But first of all, welcome to the show, Guy. Hi, how are you doing? Real good. So we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things, but we're going to start off with your views about Twitter and uh, those views uh, expressed at the Search Engine Strategies New York 2009 show, which is barely over a month ago, maybe le- oh, less than a month ago, uh, which produced uh, kind of a firestorm. But before we get into that, I want to make everything perfectly clear, all the cards on the table. Uh, Guy and I know each other. Uh, let's see, we first met uh, right after I joined Apple. Uh, Guy left in, what was it, end of 86, Guy? Seven. End of 87? April 87. Oh, okay. Well, I joined in December of 87, and I guess I inherited all of the stuff that you left behind. Would you say that's fair? (laughs) Uh, That can be taken positively or negatively, but yeah, that's that's one way of looking at it, yeah. Well, as with everything, you know, you're you're Asian, you know these Asian things. As with everything, there's a positive and negative to everything, and I was thrilled to, to have that position. And I was thrilled to clean up the mess that had been left behind. I mean, it was good uh, management I was thrilled experience. to leave it. <laughs> and, you know, so, someday <laughs> offline I'll, I'll ask you whether you think that was you or, or Randy that made it so chaotic. But I was brought in. Uh, Guy, I think you are actually a little younger than I am. And uh, Randy, uh, who hired me, was 28 at, at the time, I believe, and in charge of a huge chunk of Apple. And he actually told me that he, hired, he brought me in because they needed adult supervision. <laughs> and uh, I was 31 at the time. So anyway, we know each other. We have a common heritage. Uh, I became aware of, uh, you know, I, I used to think the guy was just somebody that got on stage and, and um, you know, strutted and said funny things. And then uh, for some reason he gave me a copy of his first book, his first book manuscript, The Macintosh Way. And I thought, wow, this guy can actually write. And it was a really good book. And if you haven't read it, you should read it. Although, Guy, um, actually, before we get into the uh, flagellation and self-flagellation, um, talk a little about, bit about what you do and um, plug, uh, what's that book? Reality Minority Check. Report? No, what's your latest book? <laughs> Reality Check. Reality Check, I'm sorry. So, um, like please, quite seriously, home. tell us about um, your, your, your jobs and your books. So on a day-to-day basis, I really am two things. One is I'm a venture capitalist at Grodd Technology Ventures. Uh, We're an early-stage VC firm in Palo Alto, California. And the second thing I do is I'm the co-founder of a news aggregation site called Alltop, where we uh, essentially create an online magazine rack organized by about 600 topics. 
and uh, that's what I do. Okay. And uh, talk a little bit about your books, and especially the latest one, which is a cool title that relates both to uh, industry and hockey. Well, the latest book is called Reality Check, and it is basically a compilation of all my books and all my blogging into one volume. It's kind of a tome. It's about 475 pages. And so it's everything I uh, wish I knew when I started my career, basically. And it's uh, one of the shortcomings, I think, of blogging is that Oh, a week or two after you write a blog entry, for all intents and purposes, it's gone. Um, yes, you know, people might find it if they search on your blog or if they, if Google happens to put you in the first page or so. But generally speaking, you know, it, it truly is gone. And that's one of the beauties of a book, uh, that a book has permanence. So um, it is kind of a you know a compilation. Peter Drucker in his career wrote a book called Management, which was his tome, and this is my equivalent. Uh, not that I'm Peter Drucker in, in any sense of the word, just as you know Dan Quayle isn't JFK. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, um, just uh, one last thing on, on what you do. I I actually bought a copy of uh, Reality Check. I, I paid with my own money. Um, Guy did not send me a Good. copy. Um, I, I don't <laughs> bear him any false uh, witness or anything because of that. Well, but you know, if I gave you the copy, then you'd have to report to Matt Cutts that you did it, and then yeah, you know your exactly. PR would go down. And that would suck. All the SEO experts would go freaking crazy. You know, That's so really that really sucks. By the way, um, uh, Webmaster Radio is an R-rated uh, broadcasting company. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the the SES New York stuff. Um, I mean, basically, yeah. we're here to discuss different points of view, and we have uh, your point of view and my point of view, and the point of view of uh, some mutual friends of ours, and uh, and then people that seem to be on the lunatic fringe but may not be. So, give us you know a couple minutes on what you think happened at SES New York during your keynote address. Um, at SES New York, they asked me to give a keynote speech. I gave them two choices. I could do the art of innovation, or I told them that I could do something about how I use Twitter uh, as a marketing tool, and they elected for the latter. So I created a demo that I showed how I used um, Twitter as a marketing tool for Alltop. And I showed you know, how I do searches, how I use Twitterhawk, how I send out messages, how I source things. Basically, I showed them everything, how I use Twitter. Um, and the purpose was to show people a way to use Twitter for purposes other than telling your friends that your cat rolled over. You know, I, I don't know, there were, what do you think, a thousand people in that audience? At least, yeah. And, and probably, you know, 25 people went freaking crazy because, you know, oh my God, guys using Twitter in a not a warm and fuzzy social marketing Marxist, you know, <laughs> huggy bear manner. He's using it as a marketing weapon, and, you know, that's not how I use Twitter, and that's not how I think Twitter should be used. And I'm omniscient and omnipotent, so I should tell Guy and everybody else how Twitter should be used. So there were like 25 people like that, um, and, uh, you know, that's what created the great controversy. Um, I happen to think that about 975 people liked it and 25 people hated it, which is fine because up to 500 people liking it and 500 people hating it, I still think that's fine. 
Sure. So, uh, you know, that's how life goes sometimes. Yep. I also think, David, I, honestly, I also think that those 25 people, uh, some of them attacked me because they wanted to cr- uh, get more followers on Twitter, you know, get exposure on Twitter, and also for link baiting. And they, they knew I would respond, so when I respond, you know, I would respond publicly on Twitter, so that would get them more followers and more traffic. And, you know, because a lot of SEO experts... Uh, they're not capable of generating any real content, so they have to create controversy so that they get traffic. And so I don't yeah. know, you know, the 25 people were they really upset, or did they just see this as a, a mechanism to uh, generate traffic and notoriety for themselves? Maybe well, both. that is one of the key questions, and and uh, I, we're not just going to reminisce about it. We're actually going to get some of those people to participate in this conversation. And the the, uh, the, the motivation you just described is called making friends by sharing a common enemy. Uh, it's a legitimate tactic. It's it's. I won't say it's used by losers exclusively, but it's it's a legitimate tactic. I never um, said they were losers. <laughs> I I know you didn't. I, I don't think I did okay. either. So well, um, just before we and jump now, into it, you know, uh, all a little uh, you, side David. notes. One is that um, there's a page, or actually a blog post, full of links related to Guy's SES New York keynote, and that's on the Clicks Marketing blog, clixmarketing.com slash blog. Scroll down. Oh, you're doing, and you'll see you're that doing SEO trickery, post. too. You're sending everybody to your website. Good. You're a bad person, David. How dare you do something like this? This I'm is an information value. interview. Value. The purpose about is value. not to drive traffic to you, David. What's <laughs> wrong with the, you? You're if, immoral. If you're unethical. You're a baby grateful, killer. Grateful, grateful, gratefully and oh, gratefully. David, uh, I am appalled. I thing, am appalled. We're, we're, we're kind of live on Twitter right now. Uh, if you have questions or comments about anything we talk about, then send uh, tweets to either me or Guy. My, my handle is uh, S-Z-E-T-E-L-A. Or just send a tweet to everybody and use the hashtag PPCRockstars. So, Guy, um, so, okay, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, what was that word we used that wasn't loser? It was, oh, making friends by sharing a common enemy. So one of our first questions came in from, uh, let's see, I can't remember the name, but he said, and this is a direction you can go in if you if you would, seriously, do you think I can't handle the angry male SEO experts who are living with their moms? That was a quote from you, and mm-hmm. uh, he wants to know what you meant by it. Um, I gen- There are a handful of quote-unquote SEO experts who, I swear, they don't have lives, or they don't have priorities, or they don't have something. Um, one explanation is possibly they're still living with their parents, but they attack with such venal anger that um, it's truly amazing. And they, they jump to conclusions, they attack and then ask. I'll give you an example. Uh, I have buddies at Audi, and Audi sent me an R8 to review, to drive, right? So one day, out of the blue, I get an email that says, Hey, guy, have you driven an R8 yet? And I say no, and they say, Would you like to drive an R8? Well, you know, what person in the world is going to say, No, I don't want to drive an Audi R8 for a week. So I say, Send it on down, baby. So they send me an R8, and I take a lot of pictures, and I drive it for a week, and at the end of the week... um, they send me another car to review, a Q7. And so at the end of the R8 uh, blog post, I said, oh, the bad news is 
the R8, uh, they came and picked up the R8. The good news is they gave me the keys to a Q7, okay? That's mm-hmm. what I said. That turns into, oh, my God, guy is getting paid by Audi to blog about the R8. They gave him a $60,000 Q7. Does he have a no-follow tag or whatever it is you're supposed to put in? Because, you know, I've been dumpster diving at Matt Cutts' house, and I monitor <laughs> his cell phone, and I'm searching for every conversation, and, you know, I'm hanging outside of his house, and I've got, a, you know, eavesdropping, and I've tapped his house, and I heard that if you get paid, Google's going to punish you. Now, Guy didn't put a no-follow tag. Google didn't punish him. So obviously he's paid off Matt Cutts. And this became this whole controversy. And, you know, finally I said to the guy, well, you know, can I explain something to you? I was not paid for reviewing the R8. And he said, of course you were. They gave you a Q7. I said, you know, what part of, you, what, part of what I said don't you understand? I was not paid. They gave me the Q7 to review just like the R8, and it has to be returned. If you thought they had, quote, given me the R8, why didn't you ask before you lobby all these charges against me? This same guy, about six months ago, um, I went out and I got a Nikon D90, and the D90 is the first digital SLR that allows you to take high-definition video, okay? So I was going to make a speech for the uh, Photography Association, and they were going to pay me X dollars. And I said, well, instead of paying me X dollars, pay me X minus 1250 and give me a, a D90 instead. And they said, fine. So up comes a D90 to my house, and I was one of the first people in America to get one. So I did an unboxing blog, you know, where you show how you unwrap the D90. Yep. And then this guy goes crazy. You know, guy, you were paid off by Nikon to write this blog. You didn't put a no-follow tag. Matt Cutts is on the payoff. You're paying Matt Cutts off again. So this is like, you know, the pattern of behavior is attack guy, accuse him of doing something, accuse Matt Cutts of being paid off, and then find out the truth and back off. So that's getting a little pedantic or, you know, uh, shall I say boring. And so, you know, that's kind of why I make a comment like, you know, all the SEO experts want to attack. Here we go. That's the, that's the okay, issue. Okay, so I think, I think I'm so glad I got uh, my, my amateur degree in psychology because I think I found something here. And it's yeah. partially from what you said and partially what Lisa Barone just uh, tweeted in. Now, yeah. um, I don't know Lisa Barone that well, but I have read – a lot of what she's written, and I know her a little bit, and I know her friends. And my take mm-hmm. is that she's an excellent writer that has uh, strong opinions, not quite as strong mm-hmm. as, as Ray Hoffman, but strong opinions. And, I don't even um, know who Ray Hoffman is, so. Yes. So okay. um, here's a mistake I think each of you are making. Uh, you just said, I think I just heard you say all the SEOs. And no. her, her statement is, we are, why are we allowing him on an Internet marketing show to bash Internet marketers? And I haven't well, heard you bash all Internet marketers, except for that one, I think it was probably a, a sweeping generalization that you really didn't mean. I, I didn't say all SEO. I said, I, said uh, I, I don't know, I said some or I said many. I didn't say all. Right, okay. I, I think it's, you know, so, the 25 so, out of the 1,000. Exactly. So, so you know, that's but like I, saying, if guys slimed one guy, he had to be Chinese, then he slimed think. all the Chinese. 
This is how SEO people think. All right, so... No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, right there. That is not how all SEO people think. Okay, this is how... This is how the angry SEO people think, all right? Perfect, perfect. So why is it a question that why do you let Guy bash SEO on an Internet marketing radio show? Now, doesn't that just show you something that, oh, a little bit of central thinking here? You know, (laughs) this is America. This is a radio show. This is freedom of speech. So what, you're only supposed to have people on your on your clicks radio show that are fawningly, lovingly about the entire Internet marketing industry? You can't have someone who says something negative about some of them? Isn't well, that the typical okay. response? No, I, I, I think I can, I can help with that one, too, which is that okay. uh, Lisa and, and uh, Michael Gray and uh, Ray and Rhea Drysdale and a bunch of other people, uh, Todd Malicote and... Um, you know, they basically have a little pride of ownership of the whole internet marketing community because basically they started it and they deserve the credit for that. So what? But so it's like it's like they have a baby, and anything that even looks uh, sideways negatively at their baby is is really doing a bad thing. So and and by the way, one of the threads that ran through the criticism of your of your presentation, and I've seen a few tweets on this today. Is um, guy, you are soiling the Twitter sphere. You are ruining the Twitter community. Oh, and please. my reaction to that is, uh, isn't that like saying that the entire television viewing audience is tainted because of one bad program or one bad, you know, the porn channel? I think uh, people, These people need mistake, to get over mistake of this. Uh, it's a communications medium. It's not a community. The, communica- the communities use the communications channel. So anyway, right. sorry to ramble. Your turn. Well. You know, basically, Twitter is a platform. Some people can legitimately update their friends and say, my cat rolled over. God bless them. I don't have a problem with that. Some people can say, you know, for the next 20 minutes, this book is on sale at Amazon. Other people can say, hey, you know, we have a few seats left on this flight to Las Vegas. You know, Virgin America, you can get a, you can get a really cheap flight right now. Some people can say, I'm sorry you're having problems with Comcast. Let me look up what's happening with your account. I have no problem with that. Britney Spears can say, I have a new concert in Milwaukee. Click here to buy a ticket. Listen, you know, Twitter is a platform, and some people use it for marketing. Some people use it for updating. What's the problem? Yeah. I just, this is like saying, well, you know, we invented cell phones so that people could tell their family that they're being late or their car had a flat tire. Oh, my God, you can't sell something using a cell phone. I'm going to call AT&T up and tell them you're having a commercial conversation on a cell phone. Holy cow. <laughs> that is just against the terms of service of AT&T. We're soiling the cell phone community. Well, you know, I, you know what? I mean, 15 years ago, the I don't I, like I said I don't know I don't know those people personally that you just mentioned but 15 years ago there were people like that at ARPANET who said oh my God we created ARPANET it was you know one theory it was to prevent the total wipeout of communications in America if there was a nuclear attack on one city another theory is that we wanted to create the internet to foster the spread of knowledge 
and you know make it so it's more knowledge is accessible to everybody and so you could imagine a conversation 15 years ago where some of these people sat around the arpanet scientists you know tim berners lee i don't know whatever they sat around and they said oh my god somebody's thinking of selling shoes on the internet oh my god somebody is thinking of porn on the internet Oh, my God, some people are going to tell people that their cats roll over on the Internet. They're soiling the Internet. My God, there's advertising. How can there be advertising? Oh, my God, there's advertising. There's advertising on magazines that pollution, that visible pollution is now coming to the Internet. These people like Amazon and Zappos and Yahoo, they're soiling the Internet. Hello? That's what happened, all right. So uh, I, I need to clarify to something. I've gotten a couple of uh, tweets here that says, what has this got to do with PPC advertising? And Nothing. actually, it doesn't really have anything to do with PPC <laughs> advertising. I think it's just uh, an interesting topic, and uh, I, I thought it was interesting that uh, two, two different sets of friends were, were in such violent opposition to each other's, not each other, but each other's points of view. So I decided to put it on because, damn it, it's my show. <laughs> So let's go to you're another just, question. You're just using yeah. it to generate traffic, David. Well, yes, yeah, so if, 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 if it does that as a consequence, then I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, guys, speaking of, of crash commercialism and capitalism, we need to yeah. go to a commercial break to feature those lucky, lucky sponsors that chose to sponsor this broadcast. Please stay oh with us God. all. Oh, my God. You're soiling podcasting. No. Why? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought I was supposed to do a commercial break. <laughs> PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver, Thursday and Friday, June 18th and 19th. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. 
LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of surf, SEO rock stars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Guy Kawasaki dissecting and, and, and commutating his speech at SES New York. Guy, I think, uh, let's see, we had a lot of interesting comments come in. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to me how many men live with their mothers and, and are proud of it. Uh, that's, uh, and that includes Gray Wolf and Strako and uh, Eric Lander, I think it was. They all live with their parents, or I'm sorry, with Good. their mother, and uh, they, they, want, uh, they want that validated. Uh, so I think we should I think we should say uh, agree with let's see oh, wait a minute Ray Hoffman just chimed in wait a minute um, I think we should agree with the Ray Hoffman is trying to disavow any knowledge of me and your show <laughs> oh okay okay wow I can see that hey Ray you know I'm sorry I didn't mean it um, but you are very influential and deserve a lot of credit and you're a great writer too. Um, so somebody just said, why don't we stop beating the dead horse? Um, oh, there's some in- interesting, uh, comments about dumpster diving, which that could be a fun tangent. Um, there, there's, oh, you're all fucking lemmings. There's a good one. Wow. But we, so, how can we all be lemmings? We disagree completely. I know, I know. I'd, well, he's talking to one camp or the other, I guess. Yeah, which okay, camp? guy doesn't mess up my Twitter universe. I don't bother following him. Let him do what he wants. Don't like it. Don't follow. That's a very that's San Diego SEO, yeah. and uh, he's, he's the one that suggested. Right. Why don't we San move Diego on? It's a dead horse we're beating you know, if we're saying that um, uh, everyone should apologize for making gross generalizations when what they mean is a small segment. Okay, I, I apologize. To, if I said all SEO, I take it back. I meant yes. just some. Did SEO. you hear that? He apologized. Guy Kawasaki apologized. Uh, this is this is not a once in a lifetime uh, event. I can tell you that, but it doesn't happen often. <laughs> I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> I am. I am. Okay. Okay. So I'd like I'd like to go off in a different direction. That was phoned in by. Oh God, I can't find it now. Bear with me. Oh yeah, here it is. This is a good one. Um, is there a boundary between social experience and profiteering? And <laughs> do you have an opinion about where that boundary is? Beyond what 25 people think. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you know, we can, we can broaden this out and actually have it uh, approach PPC advertising by discussing the topic, what is black hat? And uh, I, I was lucky enough to speak at um, the best conference I've ever been to, which is called I Am Spring Break. And I gave a presentation called Black Hat PPC. And part of it was a kind of intellectual discussion, as intellectual as, as a room full of very hungover people can be, about <laughs> what is black hat? Is there really a black hat? And my attitude was, you know, black hat is almost oxymoronic in that 
um, the tactics that's, that a lot of people consider to be black hat are simply clever things that they've figured out that give them either an advantage or an unfair advantage, but, you know, as long as it's not illegal and no one gets hurt, then, uh, then it's not black hat. It's simply gray hat, maybe. So, so okay, so you said that um, there is a boundary. Uh, you told us what the boundary is not. Uh, what do you think the boundary is? Well, I'll tell you, the fundamental, probably the fundamental difference I would have with many of the you know, people listening is that if I had to choose between sort of regulation in order to prevent black hat versus a sort of totally open free-for-all, I have to tell you that I would probably err on the side of open free-for-all because I think it's more scary. You know, let's take the extreme. If the, if the government started regulating black hat, I think that is a more scary outcome than there is no regulation. And um, because then it depends on, you know, what administration is in power and how they define blackness. And that is a scary thing for me. Um, so I don't, I'm sort of a, you know, less government is better um, and less regulation is better. I, in a sense, that reflects my attitude on Twitter, which is, you know, the, the whole issue about spam on Twitter, it's not really, it's more, um, I think, the, the people who run Twitter have to decide what Twitter is. And if they, if they take a certain tack of it's a, you know, social media for people to interact with each other and make friends, then that yields one set of standards and rules and regulations. If it's an open platform that, you know, anything goes, then that yields another set of standards and rules and regulations. So it may be that Biz and Ev have to just decide. Now, you could make the case that Twitter has gone beyond them and it is not for them to decide. Uh, you know, I, I could see that point too, but it's not clear whether, you know, Twitter should decide or the Twitter community should decide. And, like, I, I'll give you some examples of, I think, a very tricky issue. So Twitter spam. Twitter spam. So I'll, I'll give you some, David, I'll, you be the tester. I'll give you some scenarios. Right. You tell me spam or not. Okay. Okay? So uh, I, uh, I, I haven't been, but I'm making this hypothetical situation up. Let's say I get diagnosed with prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. I go to Twitter, I go to search.twitter, and I enter prostate cancer. And I find uh, other people who have mentioned it, and I send them a tweet that says, you know, I was just diagnosed with this today. Can you tell me what you've done to cope with it? Spam or not? Not spam. Okay. Second example, same search. This time I say, you know what? Um, I am the social media director of Prostate Cancer Association of America, we have a lot of resources. Click here to go to our website. Spam or not? I'm sorry. You're going to have to repeat that one because I need to parse it very carefully. Okay. I am the social media director of a not-for-profit called Prostrate Cancer Society of America. We have yep. a lot of resources to help you. Click here to go to our website. Now, uh, that's a tweet? That's a tweet. Oh, not spam. Okay, not spam. I am a prostate cancer survivor. I wrote the book, Prostate Cancer Survivorship for Dummies. Click here to buy my book. That's a tweet? 
Yeah, all of these are tweets, David. No, it's not spam. <laughs> not, not, I, I think That's the, not the spam. term tweet I spam just... is oxymoronic, because basically uh, email That's spam is, is bad, is spam, because it comes into your computer unbidden. That's not actually uh -huh. 100% true, but let's just say it is for the sake of my sentence. No, but David, it's not whereas true. Tw whereas tw tweets come into your consciousness because you have chosen to receive them from somebody. It's, it's That's much not more true. the equivalent of, of turning the channel on a television than it is receiving, you know, uh, David, a, David, an email spam true. or let's uh, the modern uh, the real world equivalent, which is somebody sticking a flyer in your front door. David, that's not true. What? That's not true. What you just said is not true. I can do a search of the string prostate cancer and find people who are not following me. They have they have not chosen to follow me, and out okay. of the blue, I can send them a tweet that says. Click on my book, Prostrate Cancer for Dummies. Okay, I see is what you're saying. Is that spam uh, or not? Uh, well, okay. Um, when my 14-year-old daughter found out that, finally realized that I was running an advertising agency, she said, oh, my God, now I know what you do. You manipulate people. And I said, this is a great opportunity for me to define manipulation versus persuasion. Manipulation is convincing somebody to do something that hurts them. Persuasion is convincing somebody to do something that helps them. Okay, so, so you're saying that in order for me to say that spam that or not spam? spam, I would have to go. I would have to say the the not spam to spam ratio is high for one of those and low for the other one. Okay, so did I just hear you say that uh, an author telling someone to go get a book is not spam? If uh, if the context is yes such no, that David. the author yes no. sincerely believes that the recipient will benefit from the book, then I don't think that's okay. spam. Okay, okay. Now, next case, all right? Mm -hmm. I am the social media director of Pfizer, and we have a prostate cancer drug. Click here to learn more. Mm -hmm. That's a tweet. Spam or not yep. spam? Well, if, if, if they were smart enough to isolate that tweet to the group of people that was most likely to benefit from it, then I don't think that's spam. Wow, man. I, I, I would tell you that I think that most people would disagree with your last two. Well, may, maybe five, so. Maybe so. But actually, you know, if you don't mind, we could segue into the next fork that I think uh, this calls for, which is, you know, what's value and what's not value. Uh, a lot of the criticisms I've seen of you and, and the speech were, oh, he just, he just sends tweets about all top and that's all. And uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's, that's just not true. Um, you've published the exact uh, ratio of all, t all, uh, of all your tweets to your all top tweets, and the number is very mm, high. Um, so basically, you know, I, you do what I do, what a lot of other p people do that are, that are, um, coming into Twitter from a writing background, which is you're using it as a way for you to, to publish information. And uh, so I guess what I'm run, what? winding around to is how do you respond to people that say, um, you know, you're writing 140 characters times 50,000, you're polluting the world with, with uh, uh, unuseful information that is exclusively intended to promote yourself and your company? Well, I mean, if you... You threw the word exclusively in there, right? Yeah. Well, okay, even semi-exclusively or predominantly. Um, then I would say probably if you were to, if you were to use the word predominantly, I would say guilty as charged. Mm -hmm. um, I, I admit that 
my mental model for Twitter is that I want to have a lot of followers who read what I tweet because I want to make Alltop a success. Okay? Yep. So, given that, the, the, the question I have to ask myself is what would make people read what I tweet and how can I gain more followers? My conclusion has been that I should have as many interesting tweets and links as possible. Okay? Yep. Therefore, we can, we're going to go down another rat hole now. Therefore, I have two ghost Twitters who constantly look for good stuff for me and tweet as me links to very interesting things. Okay? So, yep. as, as an analogy that some people will just abhor, I look at myself, my Twitter stream, as a combination of sort of PBS, high content links to interesting things, with QVC, advertising for all top. The only reason why people will tolerate what I do is because I have high quality links. If I did not have high quality links, they would not follow me. I understand that. So in my mind, I say to myself, guy, you have to have PBS level quality stuff. You know, very interesting links, things they would not have found. You know, I and two other people are constantly searching for this stuff. It's it's not a, it's not an accidental, casual, social, um, you know, uh, informal thing. It's very purposeful. We're looking for good links because we want to have a good readership in order that we can then promote all top. It's very conscious, and people hate that. And, you know, people, you know, I, what can I say? Um, but that's Well, you know, I, I actually plan. don't have any disagreement with the tactic um, per se, but uh, I, do, I will, will take you to task on one thing, which is that uh, when, in, when you've discussed this topic in the past, you've said, in fact, I, th- I think you said this to me when I said to you, I'm a, I've got death threats after retweeting your, your SES New York thing. You said, well, what? Do, do people think that Oprah writes all the articles in Oprah Magazine? Which, I, at the, you know, it sounded like it held water at first, but then I thought about it, and the fact that the tweets seem to be coming from your address is like, the, is like all the articles being bylined Oprah. But the reader should know intuitively that they're not really by Oprah. See what I'm saying? Okay. So. So. Um, so what? So now, yeah. now all my tweets have the initials of who tweeted. So I that, know. I saw that. I you saw know, that. the five people in the world who care can see it. I think it's really cute. I, I think it's ridiculous, but I do it because <laughs> you know I don't want to piss off those five people. So, you know, I mean, David, do, do you do you have any Ralph Lauren um, clothes? No, I, I saw that analogy too, and it and. Uh, I yeah. think it breaks down because if the implication, Why? if the strong implication is that Ralph is in some sweatshop with a with a sewing machine making the the shirts, and no. people should just know that that's impossible, then I, th- no, I still think it doesn't. No, it's not that Ralph Lauren is making the shirts; it's that he designed it. Oh yeah, sure, he designed it. You, so you here's, what, here's what you should do if if all you of this were, were perfect. Every all of all of the tweets that don't come Ralph from you Lauren? should come from a different twi- Twitter address. Why? Or they should come from the Guy Kawasaki brand, at the Guy Kawasaki brand, not at Guy Kawasaki the person. Well, I, you know, what can I say? At Guy Kawasaki is the Guy Kawasaki brand. Okay, well, that's, that's cool. 
that's um, how it is. Yeah. So, so just as Ralph Lauren is the is the company and the guy's name. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to let the audience mull the the metaphysical implications of what we just shockingly came to conclusion to. Because we've got another a couple of messages from very important sponsors, so please hang with us. Keep sending in those questions. We've got a lot of good questions queued up, and come right back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you. This network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Fired up with Gordon Rudo. Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, welcome back. We're still here with Guy Kawasaki, and um, I think that uh, we should switch gears again. But before we do, I want to what? say that, Ray, I apologize if I implied that you and the other people that I mentioned were solely responsible for the beginning and success of the Internet marketing industry, let's say. Uh, I would love to know who those people were. I came in later than you did. So I would love to know who those people were, and it would make a great article that uh, I would love to read to, to know the early roots of this industry. And Guy, uh, our friend Gray Wolf has chimed in. He wants to know if you have ever accepted any products in exchange for payment and then, and then created a blog post about it. And he doesn't say plus or minus uh, for or against the product, but I think that would be a good uh, point to include. Well, Grey Wolf cannot understand anything more than two letters. So uh, I have to think very carefully because there have been times where, like, let's say if someone gave me a, I'm looking around my house right now, if someone gave me a book and I wrote about it, does that mean I was paid off? Because surely he doesn't think I'm going to go buy the book to, to review it. 
So if he literally means, did someone say, Guy, if you review my book, I will pay you X dollars. If you will review my car, I will pay you X dollars. If you review my camera, I will pay you X dollars. Once and for all, Gray Roof, read my lips. I have never been paid. Okay? Never. What part of never don't you understand? End of discussion. Yeah, David, I, I, just, just to oh, go I, off I'm on another... With you on this I, one, have a, people... I have a thought for you, David, about how yes. you can cure spam on Twitter. Okay? How what? How to cure spam on Twitter. Uh, I think this that's is, how. The question is like how how to make sure that people aren't bad ever again. No, no, no. I have a solution. Oh, okay. Solution Go ahead. I'm sorry. Is, the solution is you should if Twitter made it so that you can only search the tweets of people who follow you, it would essentially cure spam because it it would mean that I could only search for the people who follow me who said the word prostate cancer. Then, if I want to send them a tweet to buy my book, buy my drug, go to my website, that is truly not spam because they're following me, and I sent them a link to do whatever commercial thing I want to do, right? Right. Now, if they don't like the fact that I did that, they can unfollow me, and they no longer will, quote-unquote, get spammed. So this would solve Twitter spam. It would also create a much less cohesive Twitter community, because if you're brand new to Twitter and only five people follow you and you can only search for what they said, it's kind of boring. Truly. But that would literally cure Twitter spam. I see your point. So right, I mean, uh, here's another one from Mike, Mike Gray. Ask Guy if everyone used Twitter the way he did, would it be completely useless? Uh, I, I, you know, if it depends on the attitude with which he's asking. See, I, I don't think I'm the pariah that he does. Uh, I think that if you look at if you look at what I tweet, the majority of stuff is high quality links. That's why I have a lot of retweeting, right? I mean, if you look at retweetists, if you look at the ranking of retweetists, I'm always in the top ten. It's not because people are retweeting my promotions. It's because they're retweeting the interesting stuff that me and my ghosts find. Yep. So at one level, I, I understand the spirit in which he's asking, but I truly don't believe that if everybody had this commitment to find high-quality links in order to enable or in order so that people will also tolerate some promotion, I don't think it would be the end of Twitter. Yeah. The way he means it is, if people constantly only promoted their product, would it ruin Twitter? Right. And, well, you, you could, know, you, I don't you think that... You could get really deep and say that's what everybody is doing all the time. Well, not really, but... Well, you know, I mean, I mean, I, private conversations versus public. I mean, I, my, my take when I saw that question was, well, if everyone did a lot of things, it would ruin a lot of things, but it's not bloody likely. In other words... You know, the, the, we're not trying to solve the problem of if everyone did. Well, I mean, if everyone did anything, most things would grind to a halt, right? Absolutely, I mean, that's what That's I'm like saying. saying to Nordstrom, if everybody returned stuff that they didn't buy at Nordstrom, would Nordstrom go out of business? Right. Yeah, but <laughs> guess what? Most people aren't dishonest. Right. Okay, so we're going to take another uh, right turn here. Uh, and again, I have to apologize to the people that thought they were going to hear about uh, pay-per-click tactics. And, and 
This show is normally about pay-per-click advertising, Google AdWords, etc., because I run a pay-per-click advertising agency, and we give out great information about that, but uh, we had an opportunity to do something different, and as I said earlier, it's my show. So, okay, (laughs) the next question comes in from uh, a a person I know very well, and he was also one of the most uh, um, vocal and eloquent critics of your speech. Uh, His name is Andrew Goodman. And uh, he is, uh, in my mind, the top pay-per-click advertising expert anywhere. Okay. So, you know, he's he's also very opinionated and very uh, um, urbane. I think everyone would agree with me that who knows him. His question is, isn't all top the sort of warmed-over idea you wouldn't fund as a VC? Why back what isn't cool? Yeah, more anger here. Um no, I don't think he's being angry there. I, I, I think, you know, I know the guy. He's, he's not prone to anger. He's, he's more prone to, you know, calm deliberation. And I think he's just wondering, what's the business model? Why would, why would, a, why would a guy, Kawasaki, get all excited about it? Um, so to answer part of his question, Alltop is not a VC-fundable deal. I freely admit that. Because Alltop, you know, Mo- a venture capital deal, by definition, is something that, without being on crack, you can imagine will be doing $200 million in revenue per year in five years. Okay, that defines a venture capital deal. That throws out a lot of stuff, e.g., restaurants, clothing stores, SEO consultancies, all top. Um, many many things don't cut don't make the 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 venture capital test because it's not going to be the next Google. Okay, so to answer his question succinctly, no, Alltop is not a venture capital deal. Now let me explain why I did it. I did it because well the history is that I saw how much traffic Pop URL sent Trumers. And it sent as much as Google. So I said, wow, there must be something to this aggregation of RSS feeds. And I got in touch with Thomas Marvin. And Thomas said that, you know, he was interested in deploying pop URLs to more platforms, but not doing more topics. So then I said to myself, well, you know, he's doing tech and business. What about celebrities and food and wine and travel? and sports. How come you're not doing any of that? And he's just, he wasn't interested in it. So that's when I decided to do it. And so, you know, for me, the goal for Alltop is to do a million or two in advertising a year. That's it. And I'm not saying it's the next Google. And like I said, it's not a venture capital deal. So I do it for the, I, I want a lifestyle company. I, I am tired of making 52 keynote speeches all over the world. <laughs> I would like to make a million dollars without leaving my house. Mm-hmm. And so I also think that Alltop is very useful. There are people, you know, who cannot use Google Reader or iGoogle or NetVibes or PageFlakes. They can't figure out RSS feeds. They can't, and to tell you the truth, many websites don't help them because, you know, finding that little orange button is not that easy on many, mm-hmm. many websites. And so I think we provide a service, perhaps not to the, you know, circle of friends that you run with, David, who are, you know, these RSS and PPC and SEO and SEM uh, experts, but to the rest of us, um, 
the test for me, David, is you know, if somebody, if your parents called you up, and let's say your father was really into food, he's a foodie, okay? Let's just make this up. So if your father called you up, David, one day and said, you know what, I'm like really getting into the Internet, and I love to read food websites and recipes and all that. I'm really into food, David. What should I do? How can I find all these great food blogs? You could tell him, Dad, type food into Google. You will find 86 million matches, and just go through that page after page, and after a while you'll find a few and bookmark them. That's one response that's perfectly valid. Another would be, Dad, go to iGoogle, set yourself up with an account, go find the RSS feeds of all your favorite food blogs and put them in iGoogle. That's another response. Yeah. I hope your response, David, will be, Dad, just go to food.alltop.com and leave me alone. Because yeah, we've I, got I, it you know, I think, I think the usefulness is indisputable. You've got all the data. And I think that, that a lot of the criticism comes from people that um, are smart enough to know how it's done and are offended that, uh, you know, somebody could make, get so much attention because they did something so technically easy. And uh, some of them even so think that if, if you don't create it from scratch, you know, if all you're doing is passing it along to someone else, then you don't deserve credit for it. And okay. uh, you don't even have to respond. None of those hold any water. We, we only have a couple minutes left, and I wanna, I, there's one question I want to get to, you know, and I hate to stir up trouble, but this, this one cannot pass. And that is, they, everyone really wants to know, what, what are the two letters that you think Gray Wolf understands? Well, I actually said that wrong. I, I, it's the two letters I don't think he... I, I uh, the exact opposite. Okay. I don't know that he understands the word no, because he has asked me, I don't know how many times, have I been paid off to blog? And I keep saying, no, no, no. It is absolutely ridiculous. He asked me about Audi paying me off at least five times on Twitter, and I kept saying, no, 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 and he kept saying, are you paid off? Are you paid off? Are you paid off? Yep. I, what can I say? No, I mean, you know, people with a, with a journalistic or editorial background know that, you know, you get review copies. Uh, they are forced yeah. upon you, and, and it's forced upon you by software vendors through car manufacturers that say, look, I just want you to try this, and if you like it, write about it. And the, the editor or writer says, okay, fine, and uh, uses it, benefits from it, gives it back, uh, or not in some cases, but is never obligated to write something um, positive about it, right? Well, I'll tell you, David, generally speaking, if I like something, I will write about it. If I don't like something and it's given to me, I, I just, I do, I, I never write a negative review, honestly, because it's just not in me. And so I, I get literally two or three books a day to review. I only review about one a week. And it's because I don't like a lot of the books. So rather than say, you know, I was appalled to get this piece of crap book that purported to explain Internet marketing. In fact, it is just pablum. I don't write those kind of reviews. I just don't, I'm not, that's not me to, to write such mean-spirited, negative stuff. So by definition, if it's in my blog, I liked it. Now, there could be a case where somebody loans me a car, loans, loans me a car, and I hate it so much that I don't take a picture's of it, I don't put it in my blog. That could be. That mm -hmm. could be. Although I will tell you that, you know, probably uh, 
if someone offered me a car that I knew I wasn't going to like, I just wouldn't be bothered. Because it sounds weird, but getting a new car to drive for a few weeks, after a while, it's a pain in the butt. I mean, you oh, know, sure. you got to, like, set all the stuff. you got to hook up the Bluetooth. You have to test all this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, I, now... Granted, if Maserati, Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, BMW, Mercedes, you know, there's about 20 manufacturers that I would take it. Today, GM is sending me a Corvette, okay? And I'll tell you in advance, and I hope Grey Wolf is listening, General Motors is not paying me to review the VET. Right. Okay? What I ask is that, you know, I I think the, the, the way to sort of coexist in this world is that, you realize that other people are entitled to different opinions, and before you accuse somebody of something, you should ask them if it's true. Yeah. I mean, in many cases, that's all I ask, right? So, you know, if you're going to write a blog that says I was paid off, before you write that blog, just ask me if I was paid off. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't accuse me publicly of being paid off and then ask and ask and ask. Uh, yeah, check I, the facts. Check the facts. Well, you know, but I what you know, I've been watching the Twitter stream here. What what I'm disappointed in in this in this thing is that um, many people listen to your show, David, for PPC tips, and clearly we have not covered any PPC tips. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for them because I feel like I wasted an hour of their lives. But uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean. I, it no, was I, I never think, in you know, my mind that I was going to discuss PPC. You made a point of, at the very beginning of this conversation that was maybe the most pertinent one, which is, um, you know, if you don't like what you're hearing, just change the channel. And I apologize if I haven't satisfied everybody. I can't all the time. And um, in this case, this is a perfect segue for me to sign off because we need to do that. But first, I want to thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. And uh, maybe we'll have you back someday. And we, I, hope, I hope you get some good links from all of this. Well, I don't, you know, I listen. Uh, doesn't SES have another one in August? Uh, yeah, there's San Jose. <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't go to that one. Oh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can talk about this. So, thank you, <laughs> thank you, again, David. Guys. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. And listeners, uh, again, come on back next week, four o'clock p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We'll have some real PPC discussions. Hope you enjoyed this one as a diversion. Thanks for listening.